Hi, hi. Hi, how are you? Oh my God, I haven't seen you. Oh my God, I haven't seen you since, what, was it March 2020? Why have you been up to this, man? Why have you been up to Oh, do you think people are going to be like, what have you been up to? Oh my God, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Oh, I, I, here's a chicken to tell you all the things I've been up to. They're like, fuck off, fuck all, fuck all, since I last seen you. Everyone needs a portable fuck all chicken just to fucking re- respond. I'm not swearing. I'm not swearing this podcast. Just to respond to all the, the mundane questions that we're going to get. And I can't wait for it. I can't fucking wait for it. Do you know what? I'm just, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? It's not even, I'm actually very happy day to day. It's just I haven't I haven't been looking after the diet. Pig watch. I just had four caramel slices. I just had four caramel slices before I got onto this pod. I thought that's what I need. I need four caramel slices and a big thick latte before I start talking on a microphone. That's going to make it sound brilliant. Big fucking fat fucking saliva. That's what I need right now. I had the four caramel slices, and you know what? I've already said this on the pod that I've got a very eloquent, temptress of a quitting voice, very reminiscent of Angelina Jolie as Grendel in Beowulf, kind of a, you know, draped in a kind of a golden ooze in the nip, right? That's that's the voice that comes to mind. Who was would seduce me into eating a mega box? Who would convince me that buying a mega box and live streaming it as a mukbang would be a you know a wise choice uh, for the, the avenues I want to take in my life? Um, but similarly would be eloquent enough to normally say, okay, there's four caramel slices. You have a kind of hankering. You're just hungry, really. You haven't eaten anything. You don't need caramel. You could eat anything else. But spots the caramel slices and says, you know, hey, look, why don't you just have one, okay? Why don't you just grab one caramel slice? Buy all four. By all means, buy all four right now. But all you're, gonna, you're just going to have one now. Look, maybe you might have one later on today, right? And then just have to go the two across the week. That's no big deal. That's all you're going to do. And it would convince me into buying it and then would say, you know, go on, just have another one. You know, just have another This time the voice was had the eloquency and the intelligence of a fucking Neanderthal. Dirt, dirt. I would just walk by the caramel slice. Dirt, eat all, eat all four, eat all four. And I bought all four and ate all four. And uh, I got a latte as well. And just it was all that was the full like <laughs> static in my head. There was no decision. I just knew I was going to eat all four. And that was the decision that I made, you know. And um, and, and then, my, then my body doesn't know what to do with itself. It doesn't know if it's excited. Doesn't know if it's shutting down. I want to cry a little bit for some reason, <laughs> you know. And I know it's totally up because of the sugar. And um, that's just what that's just what's happened, right? Pig watch. We had four caramel slices, so that's just the news there. Um, <laughs> um, but I tell you what. No, look. The, the the reality is, I've been eating four caramel slices because I still feel like I'm on Holly Bob's because the wife's still on maternity. That's coming to an end shortly, right? So I know that's the structure. When we're all back in the structure. I just copy my wife's structure, and I haven't had my wife's structure, right? So now uh, that's why I've been eating four caramel. It was my fucking wife did it to me. She gave me these caramel slices. So it's all coming to an end, right? So don't worry. Thank you very much for the very kind support of people recommending certain things about how I can fix my diet and, and very, you know, but like anything, you know, you know yourself. It's like I am a, I am a, a, a mega box junkie. Okay, I don't want to use that term. I'm a mega box addict, right? Um, and, uh, and, and, and I've, as I said, a very eloquent quitting voice and i need to find that inspiration from inside right and that'll come and that'll come
and it'll come at the and it'll come at the right time. But uh, I have been absolutely milking this uh, my wife's maternity more than the bloody more than the bloody young fella. Has been milking her. <laughs> oh, you don't milk you don't milk people. Um, you know you don't. You, um, well, I got nipples, Greg. You milk me? Can you milk me, Greg? You fucking piece of shit, Greg. Fucking piece of shit. Um, meet the fuckers there. Um, no, look, I've been milking it and um, treating it like a hollybops. And I tell you this, there's been no fucking hollybops. I haven't not been woken up, which is a rare. If my family are listening to this, they're laughing their fucking asses off. They know how much I love my sleep. I have, I have been woken up every day, right? And I am a comedian. I have chosen a lifestyle where I do not get woken up. I have chosen a lifestyle where I wake up at two, right? It's almost like I had the lifestyle first and then I figured out how do I keep this forever become a comedian, right? So so I'm being woken up at seven every morning by my darling boy. My darling boy I love so much, right? My darling boy. And and as well, I um, I, ha- I, ha- I have to be grateful for that, right? I have to be grateful for that because my wife does all the feeds in the night, right? So I can't complain about it. Not that I need to complain about it. Not that it makes any difference I complain about it, but I can't complain because my wife doesn't, right? So I can't complain. Because she's doing all that. She's literally up like three or four times a night, right? And all I have to do is get up at seven. That's And all these people who I fucking follow, like fucking Tony Robbins or fucking Mark Wahlberg getting up at fucking four or whatever on Instagram. Totally ignoring his family, by the way. Um, and I'm going to get up at seven, right? And only for a little bit, right? I can't complain. But I was fantasizing about a perfect day where I'm not woken up, right? A perfect day that, honestly, if I probably had... Maybe if I had like... Maybe not three wishes, but if I had a four-wish lamp, I'd fucking spunk a whole wish on this day. Actually, I'm going to stand up now get a bit of fucking energy into me, right? This is the perfect day I'm after, right? I wake up, right? I wake up. It's 10 o'clock. I'm, I I wake up. No one wakes me up. I wake up organically, right? On my own accord, right? Eyes open just for the fuck of it. Nothing's woken me up. Just open my eyes because I fucking, why not? Bored of being closed. Do you know what I mean? They've been slept in so long and bored of being closed. I've been asleep for 12 hours. Wake up at 10 o'clock. Right, went to bed ten o'clock the night before. Right, my wife's there. My son is not there, but look, he's not like he's been fucking taken. Right, he hasn't been taken. I'm not getting a call from like a fucking. I got your son, man. I got your son. Right, Jed Patterson does not have my son. He's with my, my you know, he's with my mom. He's with his Nona. Right, and he's having a great day himself. My mom's bringing him to his favorite place in the world, the fucking tit museum. Right, he's in there in a tit museum. He's laughing at the tits. He's salivating the tits. He's having a fucking great time. Right, I. So he's safe. We know he's safe. We're not going to see him till tomorrow. And look, I don't need to fucking go and... Look, I love my son. It's not that a perfect day wouldn't involve my son. Like, I'm not going to get on this pod and talk about the fucking ineffable fucking love of my son and how it's like seeing color for the first time and how, you know, it was just me fucking banging a stick off a fucking... off a bit of wood thinking it was music and then someone introduced me to the Beatles. That's not what I'm talking about here, right? That's... That's... You don't get to hear that. That's for me, my personal use. What you get to hear is me give out about it and how I want my freedom back. But that's a different story. But anyway, look, we wake up at 10 o'clock. We're rolling around in bed for an hour. Me and my wife just fucking fucking around in bed. I don't know what happens. Maybe we hook up. I don't know. Maybe we just have a little cuddle. Maybe we have a little cuddle. I don't know. Maybe that happens, right? Then we get up. My wife makes banana pancakes. I sit in front of the TV and I play fucking PlayStation for three hours with the curtains still closed. I'm refused. Even though it's a gorgeous day outside, I'm not opening those fucking curtains. I'll be getting enough of that later on. And I sit there for three hours playing PlayStation, right? Eating pancakes, 
uh, drinking coffee. And then we've got to make a move. We've got to make a move. It's at 1 o'clock. We've been playing PlayStation for three hours. We've got to move because all of our friends, all of the friends are there in the park, right? And everyone's there. There's coolers full of fucking beer. Everyone's passing bifters around. And it's great. And no one's feeling guilty about passing a bifter because of the saliva and all that. People haven't fucking passed a bifter in a year, right? People are passing bifters. People are all, you know, having a great time. Someone has like a nerf throwing something that like, you know, it throws like 200 feet or one of those frisbees that makes you feel like a fucking frisbee genius even though it's like idiot proof or one of those stomp rockets that you just stomp and it goes 200 feet in the air and it's a gorgeous sunny day there's bunting up around a fucking tree in a park and people are cooking, you know, bits on a barbecue, little few little light bites. Drink there for like five hours getting fucking just actually you know pacing it pacing it right but just the laughs are so strong you realize you haven't even been sipping at the ferocity that you normally sip at because you've just been laughing so much you've just been so amazing and then it's getting a little bit chilly but not too chilly enough chilly that's kind of you actually were too hot before and now it's perfect and you're like right lads come on let's go get some fucking takeaway pizzas go to the pub get a rake load of pints let's find some pub that does unreal fucking pints of cream and get and allows us to bring our food in right get a lovely Dublin pizza company pizza bring it to the fucking swan or something like that then have that do that for like another two or three hours right everyone's laughing everyone's getting all cozy and then someone's like right come on back to the gaff we're gonna put some fucking cocktail sausages on the fucking grill have a karaoke party in the back garden they do that and then fucking call it a night maybe 11 o'clock maybe 12 i didn't look maybe 12 right that's the night that i'm chasing that when i have back again i probably will take for, i probably will take for granted i will t- of course take it for granted i take everything for granted right but uh hey look Keeping it positive, just looking forward to it, huh? Just looking forward to it. Tell you what I was looking forward to. Me and Terry started doing um, cocktails uh, on Fridays in the Gap. And we're having old fashions, we're having whiskey sours. And can I tell you the whiskey of choice that we are using for these drinks? The sponsor of this podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. And I'll tell you why. The Dubliner Irish Whiskey is a super smooth and easy drinking. And don't let that fucking fob you off, right? Do not have any snobbery enter this there are so many distilleries right if you want something that burns your neck right if you want something that tastes of earth that tastes of bored pneumonia then you go ahead and you can find whiskey like that and you can pay through the nose for it and feel burning through the nose while you're at it but if you want a quality and yet affordable smooth and easy whiskey i highly recommend the dubliner irish whiskey and as i said we've been using them to make old fashions because they're aged in bourbon barrels, you do get that kind of, you know, the sweet bourbon taste, uh, even though it is technically an Irish whiskey. And even um, whiskey sours. People think whiskey sours are like, oh my God, there's an egg in it. What am I going through? What am I going through? It's so simple to make, right? You just shake it up. You can even do it in a jar. You don't even need a cocktail maker. And in fact, right, if you want to um, make an easy, simple syrup for your cocktails, this is just a little sidebar. Terry showed me this. You just put in some brown sugar, some white sugar, right, uh, in water, shake that up, right, in, in a little, just in a jar, and then leave it just to settle in the fridge for like five minutes. And you made a little simple syrup. All the, you don't need the copper pot and some like sugar and water and making caramel. You don't need any of that shit. Just shake it in a bit of water. Then add more water or add more uh, sugar as you as you see fit. And we've been, it's elevated our cocktail game is Terry making these little simple syrups. Um, but you'd be surprised just how good of a home whiskey sour you can make. You literally, you drink it and you're like, oh my God, it feels like I'm in a bar. Like that soury kind of creamy taste from whiskey sour is divine and it tastes brilliant with the Dubliner Irish whiskey. So check them out. If you don't know, they're a local whiskey company based out of Hard Liberties uh, in Dublin. Um, and uh, the DLD.ie, do check them out. And please promise me, 
that you will enjoy that drink responsibly and in moderation. And I found with cocktails, I tend to drink them more moderately, myself anyway, more moderately than I do beers. Sometimes I find, what's the difference between one beer and four beers? You know what I mean? One or two cocktails, it could be fucked making four cocktails. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if that helps or hinders this uh, read of this ad. But anyway, sure, here on the pod, we are flip reverse. Now, last week, I had all the ten, top 10 tips by those shower rapists <laughs> in real social dynamics in how to attract uh, a woman. Well, let me tell you, flip reverse it here. That shower and Cosmo are telling you the top 10 tips to attract a man. Um, so we're going to go through it play by play. We're going to see how a woman can put together the perfect entrapment scheme uh, how, how a spider can catch herself a couple of flies on this tony cantwell shit show Ah, lovely stuff, sorry. Just getting all comfy here. Getting all comfy on the couch. The benefits of potting from home, am I right? Oh, I tell you, I might even get the old... I might even crack out the old... Duvet on the couch, hi! That's the song I sing, uh... That's the song that I sing when I bring the duvet on the couch. The wife loves it. Duvet on the couch! Woo! You know that D-Light song? Sounds like one of those fucking Aum sticks, you know? I do, I do two, actually, side, sidebar, I do two amazing impressions, right? And I never bring, I don't bring them up enough. I might even do them on stage one time. One is an Aum stick from the 90s, right? You might buy it in a science gallery. It has a little thing that when it slides down this clear stick, air passes through it and it makes this, um, you know, and then you can shake it and it makes this kind of noise. Sounds like a monkey. Um. And the other impression I do is the sound of one of those kind of like, um, you have them around Halloween and they just look shitty plastic kind of goblins or like a skeleton with LED lights, but it has a sensor to it. And you don't see them much anymore because they're really annoying, but you'd walk by it in the 90s and it would give off the sensor and this skeleton would just start going. Uh, you don't see many of them anymore. In fact, you know what? If I was seducing a woman, I'd probably just start with with that. I do I do two or seducing a, a man. I do two amazing impressions. Uh, I couldn't go as high there. I hurt my voice. Anyway, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the cosmopolitan top ten tips for seducing a man, getting yourself a man in your life. Written by a man, a fucking turncoat. Don't be giving away our secrets, lads. If we do not have our secrets on how to seduce us, then what do we have? We are a fucking impenetrable crack box, uh, or a fucking what's the thing that uh, Da Vinci Code? I'm bored. First one is make an offhand comment that forces him to ask follow-up questions. Okay, so the good example that they give, they give a good example and a bad example here. The good example is, right, so I'm going to, for the sake of you ladies, I'm just going to be from the perspective of a woman to seducing a man, right? So the whole idea is we're in a bar, we're pro- I'm approaching a man, grabbing his attention, trying to take these 10 steps to eventually get him back to the old boudoir, right? So first, all right, good. a good example of making an offhand comment that forces him to ask follow-up questions, Say, just say, I just saw the weirdest thing, right? I just saw the weirdest thing. That's enticing. That's interesting to him. And just use something from your own memory. What was what's a weird thing that you saw, right? So from my example, I'll probably say, "Hey, excuse me, can I?" I just saw the weirdest thing, right? When I was like twelve, uh, we used to go swimming in Alsa swimming pool. You know, the one by the airport. And one time, I was swimming in the three meter pool, and at the bottom of the three meter pool 
was a full like sandwich and I had like chips and all on a plate. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> isn't that weird? What was it doing down there? What was it really Aquaman having his uh, having his lunch? Hello? He's not saying that. And he's so he's so interested. He's listening. And he's like, I wanna he's like, how I also don't know how it got down there. What did you drop it? That's what he'd say to me. You know? And then now we're in a conversation. Now he's accusing me of dropping a sandwich and making up a lie about it. You know, we're we're already in the middle of a chat. It's great. A bad example that they say is um what time is it? You know. Don't ask for the time. He'll assume it says here that um, you actually just want the time and want to be left alone. Because why would a pretty woman like you actually want to have a conversation with him? You know. So, uh, but I, t- you know, I, I, I disagree with that. I think you could use what, what time is it? I think you could approach the man, and say, hey, what time is it? And then he's about to tell you the time, and then you say, time to get your fucking bones rocked. <laughs> you know, and you point at your uh, pelvis. You know, or or, or or if you don't want to go blue, just say, um, excuse me, what's, what's the, do you have the time? And then he looks for his watch and you go, you time to get a watch, dickhead. You know, do that thing that people say to you sometimes when you ask them. for the, He'll love that. He'll think that he'll also notice that you're quick to pounce on jokes. And that's attractive, you know. Um, now it says here as well, saddling up to the bar next to him and casually mentioning how badly you need a drink after, a th- after the day you've had gets him talking. So you can saddle up to the bar and just say how badly. I fucking need a drink so bad. Oh my god, you're not. Oh my god, I need a drink. Hi, you don't know me, but you're soon gonna realize how much I use alcohol in coping with my own personal anxiety. <laughs> so can you help me in that? <laughs> All right, so that's a good example. And um, would the, would the okay would would any of these work on me? I saw the Austin swimming pool. hundred percent, that would work on me. Unfortunately, that would work so well. Um, time to get a time. If someone asked me what time it was, and then I went from watching, they said time to get a watch, dickhead. I would that would I would crack me up. Um, and then if but also if they said I need a drink bad, I'd be like, look, we're all fucking dealing with the fucking year. Do you think it is? Of course. <laughs> Here's a fucking drink. Here's two. I'm gonna get two as well. Um, and I don't even care what happens with this. So yeah, all three would work on me as a man, as a very picky man. Um. Okay, next one. Don't just jump his bones. Oh, bones again. Maybe that's where I saw bones and said, rock these bones. (laughs) Don't just jump his bones and steal his phone to put your number in, it says. It's tough out there for women. Guys are oblivious to the fact that you're hitting on them and not just being friendly. But they also get scared off if you latch onto them like a lamprey. I had to Google what that is. It's a sort of um, leech or something. Talk to him like a friend, not a potential hookup. Okay, right. Um... So if you're talking to him like a friend, okay, you're talking to him like a friend. This is so I'm approaching him, right? I've already had, we've already had the chat. I've already told him about the, the swimming pool sandwich, right? So we're in the middle of a chat now, and I'm trying to make it clear that I'm not just there for the phone number. I'm talking to this person like a friend. So what I would say, how I would talk to my friends, you know, I was, okay. All right, so I put, I put my hand on his back, right? And I'm like, oh, you're a friend, right? I'm not just looking for the number here. I'm going to talk to you like I talk to one of my friends. Hi, friend. I put my hand on his back. What, are you watching WandaVision? What's fucking going on there? It's mad, isn't it? WandaVision, you watching on Disney Plus? What's going on? Is it is? Do you think it's some sort of like holodeck situation or an alternate reality or just the conjuring of Wanda's, um, you know, mind and, and you know, is it magic? Is it an alternate reality? Do you think we're going to see some sort of House of M, Avengers, X Men crossover like we had in the comics? Do you think we're going to see something similar like the whole mutant extinction? concept happen here where she just wipes out an entire part or is she going to create the uh, concept of mutants is that how the x-men are going to be introduced to the mcu personally i think it has to be some sort of alternate reality shit 
You can't just have something as ubiquitous as fucking mutants haven't been around the whole time. What, they've been around when Ultron was there, when fucking you had the Chitori coming in, in the big thing, in, in you know, the first Avengers, when Thanos was here, what, the the mutants and all these superpowers that were everywhere all over America and the rest of the world just were, were fucking, what, twiddling their fucking dick? <laughs> you know? It has to be something that's going to be alternate reality that's completely changed, like what happened with the snap, something that big that just conjures up this kind of new mutant x gene that's what i think is going to happen what do you what do you think you know and that's a great question you know what do you think and he's there thinking you know and, and i'll follow that up and as well friend because you're my friend and you know i'm not making this sexy yet what do you think of kong versus godzilla you're going to see that shit how big how fucking big is kong in the other films he's like climbing up a tower now he's as big as one <laughs> you know um so that that sort of thing you know that that sort of way of kind of um uh, of uh, talking to him like a friend you know that, that's the sort of shit that i would say to my friend and to be perfectly honest that would work for me that would work quite well um okay it says here if you're with friends invite him to join you or chat up his friends basically just don't cling to his side from the moment hey leaves his lips so okay um hey i know you're here with um your friends but come over and meet my friends now no <laughs> like i know you haven't been out in a solid year you're probably having a good time this is probably someone you physically haven't seen in about a year um but come leave the bar right now and come over here with my friends, right? Don't hang out with your friend anymore. I know you haven't seen him in ages. You're probably recapping over the fact that he's had a toddler and he hasn't been out of the door in like a year. Leave your friend and come over to my table where it's all kicking off. My friend Sinead is talking about how she's having a terrible time at work at the moment. <laughs> so come on over there. Leave your friend. Come on over here. Um, we're going to have a good time here. Right? Um, okay, that's good. Okay, that would work. That would probably work. Apart from making me leave, I won't go anywhere, right? So that's not going to work for me. Leave. Come over here. No. No. If it's gravity related at the moment, just because I'm so fucking tired, it's a no-go for me, right? I don't care. I don't care what you're offering. I don't care what bones you think you're rocking. I will knock it off this fucking chair. So I'm sorry. You've totally lost me at the concept of moving, right? But if you came over here spouting that WandaVision kind of stuff that you think the X-Men's going to be introduced by some sort of, like, snap or some sort of, like... um like paradigm shift or alternate reality shit i'd be interested in chanting more about that and i think apparently the story with kong is that's actually an infant kong you see in kong skull island and the fully grown kong is the one you see in kong versus godzilla um and i think godzilla's the baddie uh, okay um part three get cheesy and throw stuff out like how much does a polar bear weigh <laughs> enough to break the ice so sometimes cheesy is okay, it says here. But look, that's cliche. You don't want to use that. So maybe use something similar, like with a similar break the ice kind of pun. And maybe you say something like, hey, can I do something for you that the Titanic couldn't do? Uh, break the ice. <laughs> uh, because famously, the ice broke it, sunk it, uh, and, and fell to the bottom of the ocean along with 1,500 souls on board. Uh <laughs> Show them you can sing as well. <laughs> Show them you can sing. You know, and Titanic's quite saucy as well. You know, his boobs and that. So say, you know, so tell tell them the hilarious joke about the fifteen hundred souls on board uh, and breaking the ice. Sing a bit of Titanic, and then say, and hey, if you liked the boobs in that film, then you're gonna love these. And, and point at your boobs, right? So now you've done right. You've made a hilarious joke <laughs> about breaking the ice. You know, yeah, you know. You mentioned, and and you also paid tribute to the souls on board. You can't just drop a joke like that and not talk about the amount of people who died, right? So you've done that. You've so, showed them you can sing, 
you made a hilarious joke and a hilarious reference to the Dark Knight and done an incredible Batman voice. I do not know how this man is not a living glass of water uh, after this, after that level of flirtation, right? I don't even know how he's upright. He's probably fucking, you know, death dropped to the floor after after that that level so it says here remember guys never have cheesy lines used on them it's not ideal but you'd be surprised how effective it can be if you're nervous and out of options consider it a in case of emergency maneuver hey baby what's your sign can actually be a hilarious icebreaker when it's not coming from a creepy middle-aged dude right so rather than say what's your sign this is what i'd say i'd say hey can i guess your sign i bet your sign reads massive dong alert I bet when you walk around, they have to put up a sign to warn people about that schlong da dong dong dong. You know? This, again, all these would work on me. <laughs> all these would work on me. Um, okay, number four is confusing me. Okay, number four is confusing me. Get your friend to break the ice. <laughs> Um, get your friend to break the ice for you by hitting on him first. <sighs> okay. Now, it says here, this is some next-level wing woman shit right here. If you're really worried about making a fool of yourself, just have your friends do it for you. Now, look, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I'm a dumb man. Jenny, I'm not a smart man. And as a dumb man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to find this very confusing. If two women approached me in a bar, I would go full fucking... Ah, ah, and start banging my ears... I would just fucking, I would not, you know, I would not, I would not, I would, be, I would be confused. And then if the second person came along, I would feel like I was cheating. Even if the first friend was making a fool of herself. I'd be like, I've never cheated on you. I can't talk to you now. I'd be cheating on you. <laughs> you know? So sending another woman ahead is fucking, that's, that's fucking, that's like playing Risk with an AI, you know, uh, on, you know, the game. You know, that, that's advanced shit. I, I, that would, that would fucking, I wouldn't know how to handle it. I would like, uh, I, I. One woman, two women, uh, and I would get you know smash myself with a fucking club in the head. You know, I wouldn't know what to do. Um, okay, so it says here, then you can slide right in and be like, "Hi, I'm the socially well-adjusted friend. What is going on here?" Right. So okay. All right, I'm. I like a guy. He's over there. I send over my friend. She makes a fucking fool of herself, as she was supposed to. Then I come over like I'm a cool friend, and I, right, I'm like, all right, hi, sorry, was my friend? Hi, look, have you seen WandaVision? How, do you know how many people died in the Titanic? Let me take this friend away, right? And then he would be like, yes, thank you, your fucking idiot friend was making a fucking omadon of herself. It was actually embarrassing. So thank you for coming over. Would you like to flirt with me instead? Would be the ideal situation. I'm like, yes, I would like to flirt with you. Um, and how I'm going to flirt with you is with number five. Compliment his shirt. I like your shirt. It would look nice rolled in a ball and stowed away like the bloody Marie Kondo method for maintaining a neat and tidy home. Rare, I'd say. Have you read Spark Joy with Marie Kondo? <laughs> you know, and then now you're talking about, you know, books. So you're sure you're smart, you know what I mean? You started off by complimenting his shirt, and you've somehow been able to, you know, squeeze in there that you've read a book, or at least a bit of a book. You know, I'm not reading all fucking Marie Kondo. I actually gave it to Terry, and she's like, are you fucking give me, honestly give me a book about cleaning? And I'm like, I suppose I am. Um, it says here, if you hate his shirt, compliment his watch or something. Um, if he's not watching... Uh, 
if he's not wearing a watch or a shirt, we we should have already established if he's wearing a watch based on time to get a fucking watch, whether he laughed or not. Um, if he's not wearing a watch or a shirt, compliment his hair. Okay. I like your hair. And then what you do is, and go, I, I'd say, without, go one further than saying that you like his hair. Start acting fucking jealous of his hair. Be like, oh, I love your hair. I wish I had your hair. Just, you're a woman, go up to him. I wish I had your fucking fade. My hair's fucking shit. Oh, I wish I had your hair. Oh, if I had a magic lamp, I'd swap hair. <laughs> I fucking wish I had your hair. I hate my fucking ponytail or whatever hair a woman has. This is shit. I wish I had a fade, you know. And then, you know. And then a bit of shade here from Cosmo. Uh, if he's naked and bald, rethink your choices. Well, that's I don't, Well, maybe if he's both those things. He shouldn't be naked and bald. I think it's making a point that... But don't be fucking having to go to bald people, right? You know? I like your ears. I like your eyes. There are other features. Don't be fucking rethinking your choices. You know? I like your fucking bravery in coming here in the nip. How long do you think you're going to be here before you get kicked out? And now you can... You're betting, you know? Um, number six. Tell him he looks good at giving hugs. Now, this is some fucking Emily Strange fucking pewter jewelry Invader Zim goth girl shit right here. This is fucking... How did this get in here? You look good at giving hugs. That is one Sharpie written all over my face, you know, drawing on my hands level Temple Bar girl shit. Like, that's one level away. And I'd say there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying it wouldn't work. But that whole, like, free hugs kind of vibe. You know what I mean? I would think, if someone said, you look like you're good at giving hugs, I would think, you're a 13-year-old. I do not like crispy chicken. Please stay away from me. You know, I'd have to, I'd have been made. But if I'm a girl, all right, how does this work? How do I get this to work? Okay. So you go over and you say, okay. So not doing this in the kind of temple bar, you know, goth way. Not that there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want him to think that I'm a child. Right? So go over and say, you look good. Um, or do you know what you do, actually? This is what you do. Play a little game with him, right? Say, you look good at giving hugs, right? And then he hugs you, right? And then say, I never said you could fucking hug me. <laughs> right? I never fucking said you could do that. Now go on a date with me or I'll cancel you on Twitter. <laughs> right? A little fun game. Now it's like, oh, I got one up on you. I'm going to cancel you on Twitter. <laughs> because you do, you, you're you the fucking John Lasseter of this fucking bar. Giving me that hug that I didn't ask for. I said you look good at giving them. I never said give me one. Now go on a date with me that hopefully will lead to sex or I'll have you fucking cancelled. <laughs> there you go. Very make it interesting, you know what I mean? Like I wow. This is very interesting. Or do you know what you do? The next tip it says here is um hell. Tell him he looks like he's bad at giving hugs. You look you look like you're bad at giving hugs. Dare him to prove you wrong. So this is how you do that, right? Go over, right? You've already done the other bit, we'll do a full recap at the end, right? Go over to him and say, Hey, you look fucking shit giving hugs, you fucking weak arm bitch, shy chest, <laughs> zero tenderness. Fucking embarrassing. Arrows even fucking arms. Can I just, sorry, I, just, I didn't mean to interrupt you here. I was just chatting to my friends here. Look at the fuck state of your arms and chest. You look so shit at giving hugs. I see a fucking, that's, uh, that's, that's, see you later. Please don't follow me back to my table. Um, my friend Sinead's having an awful time at work at the moment. Um, number seven. Ask him if he can settle an argument. 
Yes, this is a technique from mystery on the pickup artist, but I swear it actually works. And it isn't rude or intrusive. Okay, this is the first one pops to mind. This is the one that genuinely I was going to try one time, but I bottled it. This is the for, for the um, for the year that I was single. Um, I was going to go up to a girl and say, hey, sorry, can you settle a bit here? Was it Babar or Barbar, uh, the Elephant King? <laughs> Do you remember Barbar? It's Babar as well. It's not Barbar. Right, so that's I already know that, that. and I, I I'm gonna be the one that's wrong, right? And she'd be like, "It's Babar," and and you know, and the key is here: if she doesn't know about Babar, I'd be like, "How old are you? You don't know about Babar? You don't know about Babar the Elephant King, Metaxas? He was a mate. It was his rhino. It was shite. It was actually shite and really boring. But how do you not know about it? Right? There you go. That's the first thing that comes to mind. They use a different example. They say, "Use something um you know most people are split on, but not necessarily deeply." passionate about so a good example would be which way should a new roll of toilet paper face and a bad example would be gun control okay that's up yeah settle a bet wouldn't a teacher be more likely to defend freedom if they had access to an automatic rifle at all times <laughs> can you settle a bet <laughs> do you think uh no make it no you obviously that's the bad example you don't talk about gun crime but here's here's one for you this is this, this is one that should work on any man settle a bet Sex is cool, right? <laughs> sex is cool, right? My friend thinks sex is shit. You do think, oh man, looks like we've got something in common. You think it's cool as well. <laughs> wow. You know? Wow, look at this. We've got so much in common. We, we've we bonded over something sexy. You know? Um, so that's that's the one I would... either If saying, settle a bet, is it Babar or Barbar, the Elephant King? It is Babar. You know, but if they say barbar, you can slag them about it, or you can take the stance on the barbar, right? Or you say settle about sex is cool. Or, as I said, wouldn't a teacher be more likely to defend freedom if they had access to an automatic rifle at all times? Next, uh, number eight. Tell him, okay, oh, interesting, okay. Tell him some other guy is hitting on you, and you need to pretend to talk to him. Okay, so go over there, right? You go over there. So the whole thing is this guy... You're like, I don't want to flirt with that guy. Can you pretend like you're talking to me or you save me? You know, that kind of vibe, right? He's, he's loving that, right? So you go over there and say, and it also makes you look like you're hot property. So you go over there and you say, so I'm going over to the guy and I'm like, hi, excuse me, sorry. Did you see that guy over there? He wants, to, he, wants, he wants to fucking fuck me like he's trying to ride me. He must think I'm gorgeous. He thinks I'm gorgeous, that guy, right? Could you kill him for me? Could you murder this guy? Have you ever seen strangers on a train? You know, like they make a deal. Could you kill him for me? <laughs> Have you ever seen American Beauty? Could you kill him for me? Um, nice. Okay, so now he's in deep in a kind of inescapable hole with you because you've now, there's been a plot to murder this guy. If this guy shows up dead, then the guy you've just been chatting with is a is a perpetrator. He's a perp involved in potentially doing this. The way they explain it, though, is um, I'm not for advocating the whole knight in shining armor approach. You really should be able just to tell a guy who's hitting on you to fuck off. But the best way to pretend to talk to, the best way to pretend to talk is to actually talk. And seeing as how the only other reason you would need to fake a conversation with someone is if you're a secret agent trying to blend in, this is probably the better option. Okay. Ooh, it also says, you can also escalate this one by shouting, quick, make out with me. All right. Do you know what? I say go one further. I say up the urgency. I say, help, there's a group of European murder tourists coming to kill me. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen Hostel? Quick, you need to give me a lick out. You have to give me a lick out. There's no time to think. You have to give me a lick out right here. That's what I say you do, right? Go over to European murder tourists coming to get me. You know? Um, 
I think that should fucking... I think that... Okay, we haven't actually... We haven't done a recap on this. All right. Um, okay. We actually, yeah. Let's go back. Sorry. The compliment would work. The compliment would work on me with the shirt. That would work on me. Um, if they said they liked my hair and got said that it was fucking shit and they sh- fucking hated their hair. Um, I don't know. If they were aware of Marie Kondo, I'd expect a nice clean room. That'd be great. Um... Looks like you're good at giving hugs. Again, I would be like, look, I do not like crispy chicken. This is terrifying me. Um, please leave. Uh, if you look like you're shit at giving hugs, that probably would make me think, come on, I actually am good, please, and I do need to prove you wrong. Um, settle an argument, that would also work on me. I'd be like, it's fucking barbar, you fucking wagon. How do you not know that? Um, don't talk to me about the gun crime shit. All right, keep walking. Uh, sex is cool. Oh, my God, how did you know? Uh, yeah, me too. Oh, my God, did you like it as well? Great, that would work. All right, perfect. Um... See that dude over there? Can you kill him for me? If that was done in a kind of jokey way, I think that would be really, really funny. I'd be very enticed uh, into into that, you know. And if they started mentioning Hitchcock, even though I haven't seen much Hitchcock, I think, oh, this person's like, you know, smart and shit or whatever, and that's cool. Um, if they said European murder tourists are here to kill me, give me a lick out, I'd be like, look, you've obviously heard about me and my reputation on the podcast, but I'm, you know, I don't just. You know, I, I need the right canvas. You know what I mean? And I have a can, I have a perfectly good canvas at home. <laughs> God. Um, okay, number nine. Ex- ignore the stupid small talk. Guys don't like that. No one likes opening with, oh, hi, what do you do for a living? Instead, oh, my God, this is not, I'm not even making this one up. Instead, look him in the eye and say, so what's the worst thing you've ever done in your life? <laughs> oh, my God. Um... I do you know what? I'd say why why even why even stop there? Why why I'd say go full Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men and say what's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? <laughs> I flip a coin, have your little Beatles haircut. What's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? And have your fucking cattle prod, um, thing that you have there. That's insane. It, genuinely, this is another one they offer. What's your greatest fear? Okay. Hi, excuse me. Can I stop you there? What's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? Do you want to flip for giving me a lick out? <laughs> oh, okay. No, what's your what's your greatest fear? It's me have your bad damn. What's your greatest fear? I'll start being alone. Well, be start being alone. What's the what's the worst thing you've ever done? I'll start. We went to a farm uh, when I was in Montessori, and we were allowed were allowed to hold these chicks, and I held it too tight and killed the chick. I'm going to change subjects here. You wouldn't believe what I found at the bottom of an Elsa swimming pool. <laughs> I didn't kill a chick. I didn't actually kill a chick. That's not a true story. Um, my mum was working in a Montessori and one of the kids did that. It was horrible. And um, was like loving it so much and like, Ugh! and um, awful, awful stuff. Um, what's, what's the biggest sandwich you ever seen at the bottom of an Elsa pool? <laughs> I'll start. One with a crisp on the side. Um, that's insane. What's your greatest fear? Um, that's insane advice. Uh, okay, number ten. Actually, have fun on the dance floor, guys. Please, just have fun on the dance floor. This does not mean trying to look sexy while dancing. Um, there's no better way to make yourself seem approachable and down to earth than to start doing the shopping cart during birthday. I don't know what that is. That a song? This is maybe an old article. Uh, if you can fish hook a guy onto the dance floor with you, that's pretty okay. That would actually work quite well on me. No, and actually, so would uh, what's most ever lost in a coin toss in Javier Bardem. Um, 
yeah, that would, that would work. That would work. That would work on me. Okay, shall we do a recap on using all of these? Okay, all right. <clears throat> okay, in chronological order, right? You're in the bar, right? You're in the bar. You're with your girlos, right? Sinead is fucking honestly won't shut up. She doesn't like the job. Leave the job. Doesn't even pay that well. There's so much better jobs out there. You don't need that hassle in your life, Sinead, right? You're at the bar. There's another lad. There's another table. A bunch of lads over at the bar, right? You're. I'm a girl in this situation. You're looking over at the lads, right? And you have read Cosmo, and you know these top ten tips. There's one lad takes your fancy. So in chronological order and how to use all these, you go over, right? And he's put your hand on his back. You say, "I, when I was twelve, saw a swim, uh, uh, a sandwich at the bottom of a swimming pool. <laughs> Three meters of water, isn't it? Siobhan's my name. How you doing?" And then you can maybe follow it up. I need a drink bad, right? You'll soon learn about me that I cope with stress with alcohol consumption. Uh, you'll be glad to know that in advance, right? Then you, um, you're already chatting. He's talking about the. He thinks that's so funny. That's so funny. But the thing, and absolutely, I buy you a drink. He buys you the drink. Chat's happening. And you're like, so what do you think of Wandavision? What do you think is it fucking alternate reality shit? What's going on? Do you think we're going to see the House of M crossover? Look, if you're not even into that, what do you think Kong versus Godzilla? What's going to happen? Who's going to fucking win? I think it's it's got to be Godzilla. He's got superpowers. Kong just has super strength. You know what I mean? Is he the baddie? You know, you're getting on like a fucking house on fire. Then you say, look, this is going really well. Would you like to come over to my table? My friend Sinead is having an absolutely awful time in work. I'd love you to hear her story. <laughs> he goes, no. Then you say, right, fuck you, right? Play hard to get. This is what I'm throwing in. I'm going wild here. Leave and go back to the table. Mess with him a little bit, right? Then come back and do the whole, look, I'm going to do something that the Titanic couldn't do, break the ice, and famously sank with 1,500 souls on board, RIP. You sing a bit, Titanic. And then you say, and look, if you liked the boobs in that film, then you're going to love these. Right? Um, and then say, anyway, and look, long story short, let me guess your sign. Massive dong alert. Right? And then leave again. Right? See, this is what they're not telling you. You need to keep going over there and leaving. Then you leave and you send your friend back over, right? Then you, she, you send her over. Make sure she is shit-faced. This is Sinead. She goes over there. She's like, I just, I don't know. I think if I stick around for a while, I think I might be able to move up the line. I've just been there for eight years, you know? And this guy's like, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? And then you go over. I'm sorry about that. My friend Sinead. Sinead, what did I tell you? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you do the whole pr- Princess Jasmine thing. Start acting like she just escaped, you know, an asylum, right? And then you just say, oh, my friend, you know. And then, oh, look, I'm sorry. I'm a socially well-adjusted friend. What's going on here? And then he's like, yeah, the fucking idiot was telling me about a stupid job I didn't give a shit about. I'm a don of herself. Thank you for coming over. I want to flirt with you. Then you say, I like your shirt. It would look great. Rolled up in a ball, stowed away like Marie Kondo taught me in the the uh, Spark Joy book. And I maintain a neat and tidy home. Rar, right? Then say, I love your hair. I wish I had a fade. My hair is shit. I fucking wish I had your hair. My hair is shit. It sucks, right? Then he feels bad for you, right? And he starts being nice. So now he's kind of, oh, you know, he's feeling close. And then because he's feeling bad for you, you go in and say, look, you look like you're good at giving hugs, right? Yeah, and then he's like, whoa, whoa, how old are you? You tell him you're of consenting age and say, don't worry. I'm not asking if you like crispy chicken, right? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Okay, I'm sorry if this is your first podcast. This doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to keep going, right? So then um, you say he looks like he's good at giving hugs. Then he hugs you. Then you say, ah, 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 to the old Dennis Neary waving finger from Jurassic Park. Ah, 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 I didn't say you could hug me. I didn't give consent. I'm going to cancel you on Twitter unless you prove you're going to go on a date with me. Then he says, right, I will. And he puts it in your Google calendar. He's going to go on a date with you, right? And now you're having a good fun. You're saying, hey, look, settle an argument. Is it fucking Baba or Barbar? 
right? And then he goes, sex is cool. And you're like, unreal. That was going to be my next question. Things are getting on really well. And then say, see that guy over there? He is a European murder tourist, and he is trying to kill me. You need to give me a lick out right now. Have you seen strangers on a train? Can you kill him for me? He goes, I can't give you a lick out right now. And he makes a joke. I might be able to kill him for you later on. You're like, okay, I might hold you to that. And I might still cancel you on Twitter. And he's like, ah, right? And then you say, what's the most you ever lost in a coin toss, right? You do an impression of have your martem, <laughs> right? And um, and you ask him, what is your greatest fear, right? Then he starts telling you, oh, well, look, I ah, uh, look, I, I have a bit of a fear of rejection. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm an orphan, right? I didn't want to bring that up earlier. And then you leave, right? And you start dancing. And then f- hook him over with a pretend fishing rod and reel him in. One pound fish. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. <laughs> oh, my God. So there you go. There you have it, ladies. There are your top 10 tips for seducing any man. And look, I'm not going to lie. Showing that you're even <laughs> moderately interested is probably the only thing you need to do in, the, in all this. Not to give away, not to be a turncoat and giving away all the man, a man's secrets. Um, and I'm sorry to say that all those would work. All of those would work. Uh, apart from having me move my table. That's just because I don't want to get up now. Do you know what I mean? I had those four caramel slices earlier. Um, so there. <laughs> if you would like more bad relationship and dating advice, please do. If you find any articles like that, send them on. And I would love to go through it and give you my uh, my tidbit of info on that. If you like this pod, and if you liked last week's pod when I did it on how to seduce uh, a, a man, uh, or how to seduce a woman, um, they're all on the Patreon That was a little teaser that I gave you last week on the Patreon Sorry I didn't give you a bit of an intro on that and explain what that was But if you want more of those podcasts There is over 40 podcasts All very similar to that In fact a lot of people say the Patreon podcasts are funnier Because I don't try as hard <laughs> So if you if you do like that and would like to check that out And it's all ad free You can check that over on the Patreon But you know what, this one does have ads And as always I do want to thank the sponsor The Dubliner Irish Whiskey If you would like to try it out Go on to dld.ie and you can buy some lovely whiskey there Make yourself an old fashioned or whiskey sour that's what i'm going to be having tonight i know it's not a friday but i'm trying to treat myself enjoy it responsibly anyway thank you very much for supporting this pod thank you very much for listening and i will see you on friday on the patreon i'll see you next tuesday over here on everywhere else bye-bye